In this episode, we talk to Brian Carter, a retired member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Brian is currently completing a Master's of Education, where his research is on the need for police to practice. And in his spare time, Brian is also a performance-level alpine ski coach. But first, a reminder of our disclaimer, and that the views expressed by the host or the guests are theirs only and not those of any department they may have or currently work for. In this episode, we will talk about practice, pressure, and setting goals. I'm here with Brian. Brian, thank you for uh, doing this. Just for our listeners here, if you could just do a quick introduction on yourself. Yep, my name is uh, Brian Carter. I'm a retired member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I did 25 years in Nova Scotia. Um, also did a tour in Haiti during that time. Um, my background is in um, officer safety, firearms instructor, how to survive armed encounters. That's my uh, expertise in the force. And um, here to talk to you about anything you need to ask me on that. I'm also doing, uh, by the way, I'm also doing my thesis for my master's in education. And my thesis is on uh, the need for police to practice because currently police do not practice. They go on a course, come home, and don't practice anything they learned on the course. And the thesis um, compares elite athletes, elite military units to police and lays out methods of practicing um, on the job, not taking time off to do it, just like elite athletes. That's excellent, actually. That's uh, why I wanted to pick your brain about the thesis especially the fact that most of the public they look at a police officer and they think you're you're an elite officer or on the equivalent of an elite athlete um whereas if you think about how much training a youth would get if they were playing uh soccer or football or something like that versus the amount of hours we get in training at both the academy and then once you're out on on the street we're nowhere near that no so, no <laughs> not at all i'm going to open this up to you if you just like I said, the info that you're, we were talking about before, uh, just about practicing and, and ways to practice and, and goal setting and stuff, I think it would be beneficial to, to any member, even from day one. Yeah, absolutely. So for myself, when, when I was working in the force, I recognized that there was a lot of issues with police training and with um, the fact that we don't practice. I'm also a performance-level alpine ski race coach, and have taken multiple NCCP uh, coaching courses. And I learned quite a bit from that, as well as taking my master's degree courses on educating people and how people learn. And from that, I recognized from the inside in policing, realizing the gaps that were there in both training as well as the lack of practice. So I focused on practice because as a coach, that's what we had our athletes doing was practice, practice, practice to get better and better and better. And practices in policing as well as in alpine ski racing, the idea behind practice in those two groups is because you can get injured or killed in both of those, the sport of ski racing and in policing, the pressure that you're under. So you have to I distinguish between the difference between pressure and, and stress. Hmm. Stress is normally your boss is on your case and it builds up over time and um, you can get physical ill from it and so on. You can also get the same things from pressure. But the difference with pressure is it's rapid. 
It's um, the pressure of uh, someone who pulls a knife on you is very extreme and it comes rapidly. And the outcome of that pressure is instant versus the stress. Stress is built up. Pressure is instant. Hmm. So if you look at it that way, you're, you're training to deal with pressure the same as an athlete does. And the pressure of um, uh, any sport, when you have audience there, and if you're a paid athlete, the pressure is even worse because uh, your income depends on how you perform. So how do athletes practice is they set goals that are uh, you're able to measure them. They set the goals, they meet the goal, and then the next time there's a new goal that's harder, and they improve by changing the goal over and over again. Once they achieve it, then they set a new one and get better and better. It involves things like in hockey, um, someone like Sidney Crosby, if he didn't practice, he'd still be a peewee player. Um, so, or, or today, I guess it would be U10 player. Um, so the U10 player is only going to reach a certain level. And, but Sidney Crosby did not do that. He did all the practicing, setting goals, building, building, and spending a lot, a lot of time on his own on it. And when now we move to policing, and do police spend time practicing? No, they quite often they say, well, they don't give me the time off for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, a lot of the practice you can do while you're working. You can do it um, in your spare time. Some of it is mental practice, too. Actually, quite a bit of it for athletes and for police is mental practice. I'm a, I'm a big proponent on, on mental practice. And just if you watch a video of what some officers did, and regardless of the outcome, uh, if you can just watch it and think to yourself, what would I do if I was in that situation? And think through the situation itself. Yeah, I, I've always done, uh, for well, I started um, down this path with officer safety back in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. I would go to the U.S. to get my training because there was none of it in Canada. And um, a lot of the courses I took there uh, taught you about mental training. And it's very important to do just what you said, is when you see something or whatever, you have to put the proper answer back in your head because mm-hmm. under pressure... You're not going to, you're not, the human brain is not capable of creating a new answer. They're going to draw upon one that's there. There's no time for it to create one. So under the pressure of someone coming out of your knife or shooting at you or you're losing the fight, um, someone's trying to take your gun, whatever, the pressure is very, very high, and you better have a plan <laughs> up there. So the problem is, so we, we watch TV and we watch movies and you know, if a, if a police officer is killed in the movie or on TV, if you leave that in your mind and, and you run into the similar scenario uh, on the street yourself, you may be, without practicing, you may be doing the same error that that officer did that got them killed in the movie. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is close your eyes when you watch that movie and uh, come up with the skills and tactics you've been taught and, and how you have it. And you close your eyes and just go, I wouldn't have done that. This is what I would have done. And then you put that answer, the proper one, or one that will save your life in your mind. Hopefully, under that stress, because that mental practice, you may come out in the good side of that, not the wrong side of it. You're giving yourself the, the positive result at the end. Yeah, yeah nice. you have to have a positive result. Um, and watching movies gives us so many negative. I'll give you a quick example mm-hmm. of one. I was at a checkpoint with another member, and um, um, the person pulled in slowly and was stopping for us, and the, and the next thing they floored it to take off. You've been there, I've mm-hmm. been there. It happens all the time. 
he dove on the hood of the car and he falls <laughs> off. And I'm going, what the heck are you doing? I pick him up off the ground. And I said, no one's taught you that. I've never taught you that. No one has. What were you thinking? I said, you saw that in the movie. He goes, yeah, I guess I did. I said, it doesn't work, does it? So he, he was lucky. He didn't get hurt, and he learned from that. But, I mean, officers quite often get their mental practice in poor places. He must have been watching too much T.J. Hooker. That's it. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Diving on the hood of the <laughs> that car. Was it. Yeah. That was especially. There's not always enough time for training. I get that. But like you said, there's some small ways to do that. And if we maybe go over some of that. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to uh, to practice while you're working. Um, you and I talked earlier about one of the things that you do, and I did the same thing when I was working. And before you start your shift and you're putting your gun on, loading your gun and so on, whether it's at home or in the office, however you do it, uh, you should be taking the, the gun and, and drawing the gun several times out of the holster, empty, because you don't, <laughs> don't want accidents. Just disclaimer, please make sure your yeah. gun is empty before yeah, the, you uh, yeah. do any dry firing. <laughs> That's right. So you take an empty gun, you're empty your gun in your holster, and you're dressed for work, and uh, you draw the gun several times. When you draw, you don't just draw it and point at the floor, but you bring it up, and you get a sight picture and put it back. And then you need to practice um, changing your mags, mm -hmm. change them off and on, uh, in and out. Um, and then once you're done your practice, you just load everything up and holster up and go to work. When you finish work, you should do the same thing. And what that'll do for you for the start of your work is if you do get into a situation with high pressure, you need to draw your gun, you've done it several times that day already. So it's going to be rapid for you. It's going to be instant. And if you have to reload in that period too, you've already know you've reloaded that day already. So you mm -hmm. know where the bottom of the gun is. You know how to reload. You've done it several times that day. And your performance is going to increase from that alone. You don't have to go to the range and shoot bullets, um, simple things like yep. that. Another one would be if you want to practice uh, high-speed driving, on-off ramps on the highway have a yellow sign on them. It's a suggested speed sign. It's not a speed limit. So if you come off a 110 zone and it says 60 on the ramp, 110 still okay mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're doing the speed limit. Yeah. And you practice apexing turns. And that's free of charge to the taxpayer. And it's going to improve your driving skills, shooting skills. You can do it with verbal skills. You can do it with all the skills. Just take verbal skills. It just takes your time to get out of the car and just go wander up and talk to people. Yep. So we were talking, uh, big, the big thing is driving. Like the other than... Uh, the academy where you get the bulkier driving. Once you get once you get on onto the road, very rarely does an agency or, or yourself get extra training for driving, unless you go to like a specialty squad or uh, surveillance or something along those lines. But uh, really, patrols out there driving all the time, and that's where most of the accidents and, and a lot of fatalities end up as a result. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and uh, police agencies like the RCMP have a lot of rural areas and the speed limits are higher roads are narrower you get better worse uh, conditions on the road by rain or snow or whatever so a lot of fatalities in uh, rural communities in canada f with police officers driving where are you at in your thesis right now uh, my um my uh, thesis proposal has been submitted um mm. so now it's working on the thesis to um to, to finish it so i'll be graduating in the spring excellent is there any way, if somebody were interested to talk to you or dig a little further into this, is there a way to contact you? Or is, is that something you'd be comfortable with? Or yeah, no, absolutely. Do you have a contact info you'd want to put out there? 
Yeah, sure. It's uh, pretty easy to reach me. It's just a pretty simple uh, email is probably the easiest way. And um, you just have to, it's the BC, that's Bravo Charlie 56 at eastlink.ca. There it is. Uh, anything you think uh, that we didn't miss today or that you wanted to throw out there? Of course there is. We always miss <laughs> things. <laughs> right. But, uh, it, you know, in this, for the sake of time, sure. uh, you know, what we have. But it's just uh, the final comment, I guess, would be that uh, practice is critical. If you're going if you, if to perform under pressure and the pressure that police are under in those circumstances we discussed, you really need to practice a lot more. And, um, and it's on you. It's not on the agency. It's, um, if you want to survive, it's about you practicing. It is simple. It's not that hard. It's, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. No, that was great. Thank you very much. For more information on the podcast or our guests, check out our Facebook page at Force Options Training. And remember, let's be careful out there. <laughs>